Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hi. Hello. Welcome back to Old Millennials, a deep dive on shallow topics of the 90s and 2000s. I am one of your hosts, Emily Beijing. And I am your other host, Margot Poupard. Well, today we have a very delightful guest joining us to talk about one of the most important franchises in American television. When one thinks of moments that changed the course of history in pop culture, one may go back to the sitcoms of Norman Lear or the broad television broadcast telling us that certain presidents had been shot or the Challenger disaster. But for us, really, it was one day in the mid-2000s when Bravo decided to air a little television series by the name of The Real Housewives of Orange County. And here to join us to talk all about it is the delightful princess from Buy Pumpkin, the wonderful podcast that Margot and I are huge fans of. Um, for all of you out there, Buy Pumpkin is a rewind podcast for niche trash reality TV shows. Welcome, Pumpkin. Or, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome, princess. That's not the worst thing I've ever been called, so don't even fucking worry about it. <laughs> but I'm so happy to be here. I am like so like thrilled that you guys asked me to talk about this. Like I could testify before Congress on the Real Housewives of OC, okay? And I'm just like beyond. And you guys, when you guys emailed me, I was like, hmm, I like the name of this podcast. This is great. This is me. And I just like, fucking like I am like I cannot you guys can't see me, but you out there, but I am thrilled to be here. I am shaking in my boots here. So happy. Well, we had like a full 15 minute pre-conversation <laughs> and we all were finishing each other's sentences because that's how excited we are. Because yeah. Emily and I were planning out this season and we bought up <laughs> Real Housewives because they're coming up on an anniversary. I mean, OC's like 1000th season is going to premiere <laughs> sometime. Where is the trailer? We want the trailer. Um, and mm -hmm. I, when we were thinking about possible guests, because I have sucked Emily into the world of Bravo slowly but surely, <laughs> uh, you were the first person I thought of um, because I enjoy your podcast so much. I love every time you come on to Kara's podcast. And so I couldn't think of a better Bravo historian to preach the gospel of the premiere or the very first installment of The Real Housewives than Princess. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, guys, I at the time this came out, I was a freelancer and mm-hmm. I was married, but we had no kids. And I stayed home all day writing and the TV was on and I watched whatever was on Bravo. And I remember watching these first couple episodes and being like, this is, what is this? What is this thing over here? And I remember the first time Real Housewives of New York came on. I remember being thrilled with Atlanta. Like I have watched every iteration and it all started with this little fucking show on Bravo. And Bravo was not like what Bravo is today. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I was watching the craziest thing out. they had was yeah, flipping out and before that queer eye and that yes. was inside the actor's studio. <laughs> Which Did I they love. have dinner in a movie or was that a different channel? That might be like a TBS kind of thing, but they certainly ah, I think showed, that's TBS. Yeah, okay. they certainly okay. showed a lot of movies though. Mm-hmm. And they were yep. a arts like a Bravo, like you could see a ballet on Bravo mm-hmm. in the nineties, you know, like mm-hmm. it was a yep. it was culture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, is culture now. Well, yeah, of course. It's of like course. It's, it's its own culture. But I remember at the time, I was a big fan of Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. Um, watched it every week. I did not watch The O.C., but I, I, I you know, I was watching, um, I was, when Laguna Beach and all, I, w- I was into that stuff. So when they were like, it's of The O.C., I knew exactly what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, already primed for older women yes. right getting an older women's business that's what the housewife mm-hmm. is uh you know they got that new jersey housewife that was born in like the 90s and i'm like oh is she like i was born in 1993 i was like oh no please <laughs> no. <laughs> no like you're and, and and that's not to like down her or anything but i'm just no. like it's like we need these powerhouse old broads. That's mm-hmm. what I'm mean. an old yeah. broad yeah. who's willing to get up in here and yell at people and who has a signature scent. Okay. That's what I'm looking <laughs> I, for. I, well, to your point earlier, a broad like Gina Keo is a broad. Like she might not have like the energy, but she's a what you would describe as a brassy broad. Sorry, Emily, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, I was just saying, like, if this woman cannot get on stage and like sing the ladies who lunch in a Broadway play, you know what I mean? Like convincingly, I don't want him in a house housewife franchise get out of here like i need someone who's seen some shit Mm -hmm. maybe has a couple of battle scars in the form of you know marriage troubles or a c-section a (laughs) c-section or money money problems you know or two like i would also say if you're gonna be young and come on real housewives be like gretchen and have an old man all right like have an older gent in your life whitney did that too in salt lake city you know that's like i I think why she is old enough like gretchen's fiance when she comes on the show is like he's like in his 80s and like terminally oh, yeah. ill like you know it's know like a real Anna Nicole. was he i think it's because he's terminally ill that he seems like he's in his 80s because he's like dying he's like literally dying on but the camera as we look significantly older than her <laughs> yeah, he's much older than her but like you're right I, like i you know baddies west is is casting go over there <laughs> try to get on wags or some shit not yeah. here i need i need you on your second boob job i need you yeah. on your third marriage yeah. i need i like i need you to have some like dirt under your fucking fingernails from mm-hmm. clawing yourself from poverty three times already you yeah. know <laughs> so, like but i mean i'll give her a chance I, it's just not 
and and I'm not trying to down a Portia or Whitney because they came in and they made their mark. Okay. Oh, of course, mm-hmm. of course. I look like Whitney, guys. I don't know why, but the the first scene where Whitney's getting married and she's on that fucking pole, right? She's doing her <laughs> dance and she twirls around. She looks directly in the fucking camera, mm-hmm. and I was like, she was born for this. She's been waiting to do this I, all her fucking life. She and I was like, showed so, up. Yeah, she so, showed up. She I'm showed fine up. With it. Like, if you're so gonna like, perpetuate a storyline about blowjobs for jazz tickets, you know, God bless. That was hilarious. <laughs> and and that's sleuthing. At the end, I was just like, jazz tickets. <laughs> fine. Like, this is this the worst that's happening? Isn't Jen on her way to prison? Thank you. Like, you're, Thank you're you. Jen's sitting right blowjob? here. Oh, you, yes. Do you know how many people I've blown? Don't worry about it, okay? And, like, <laughs> but I still adore her. I'm I'm worried about what's going to happen with Utah. Are you guys worried about what's going to happen with Utah? We talk yes. about it almost we- daily. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I also dragged Emily into Miami as well, and so mm. we've been do- we can't help but compare the two. And oh, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, I think we're both relieved that Jen is no longer on the cast because she's just such a large troublesome presence i think that person yeah Mm -hmm. i just don't want to see that anymore it's no longer interesting i hope they'll have like a reset and add some other people and i don't know we'll see because the friends of there were not doing it for me oh no those friends of were take them back to the store and get your money back no 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 they're not ready i'll say this about jen she was a story pusher she made mm-hmm. shit happen. Like she's just like I cannot believe she threw that lady's shoes off the fucking boat. So, <laughs> like I would have lost my shit on her. But somebody's got to throw the fucking shoes off the boat, and yeah, it's you know it's not gonna be Heather. You know what I mean? So like, no. it's not gonna be Meredith. So <laughs> be I I don't know. I, Angh is thirsty enough. Throw her in there. Should she throw shoes off of the boat just because she knew her job was on the line? Was she yeah. the one? Because there were so many Angies. Okay, was mm-hmm. she the one that was talking about the Barbie scissor kicks? No, no that's, that's the other one. Yeah. Okay, I was like, can you just say they were eating pussy and call it a day? Like, why would you <laughs> get on here and make me think this fucking hard about what Barbie. might have been happening? <laughs> All I can imagine is like that's what's written in like the Mormon sex ed book is like, and then we call it Barbie scissors. Barbie scissors. She was like, you know "All right, got it." You got you got a point there because they do call that thing. What do they call it? Soaking. When you oh, just kind of yeah. like don't yes. move around and people move the bed instead. Like, oh my god, that's a lot of work, man. Just just go ahead and do it. You know. <laughs> well, I. It sounds like you, princess, have been watching. OC from the get go. Um, What, uh, you know, in terms of your initial thoughts as you're watching, you know, episode one, episode two, what are you thinking? What's what's in your head as 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 you as these images of these women, two, three boob jobs in in a gated community (laughs) are flashing on the screen? Well, I'm just thinking like this is proto housewives, right? This is not our housewives that we have now. Yeah. This is like, you know, when you see that um that illustration of like from caveman to like this this is the, yeah. that like right when they got thawed out of the ice the glacier and everything. That's this, that right there. And these so these are our cave paintings. Yeah, th- these are so old and I just, you know, I think that it's interesting 
that The O.C. is one of the few shows in which the children are incredibly important to the Mm -hmm. storylines, right? All of Mm -hmm. them. We start off, the kids are all involved in everything. Um, And also that Vicky, like, so none of those women work except for Vicky and Mm -hmm. Gina, but Gina doesn't go to a fucking office. You know what I mean? She's she's a real estate agent, you know, in the sense that everyone on Selling Sunset is a real estate agent. Exactly. And real estate agents, like, you know, no offense to any out there, but real estate agents, like, nothing happens for six months and then they sell a house and they get, like, $400,000. That's what that's how what being a real estate agent is and technically and, their jobs on the weekends because that's like mostly when your open houses would true, be so true. yeah during the week you're free yeah yeah and so like so we don't they set us up with the idea of what this modern quote housewife is right so joe for instance right joe's 12 years younger than slade well, oh my we gotta god get into that you gotta get into oh, that. That. we, we very picture? much need to get into that so we have that. We have um, Lori, who's working the first season. She's working in the insurance office. The second season, yeah. she doesn't need that shit because she found a meal ticket. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> this, I, I, I will say this. Andy says that people often say that like the Housewives is anti-feminist. And I say those people don't watch the Housewives, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Because... Like they just have an idea of what happens. People argue at dinner. These, when we watch The Housewives, we get so many versions of women and what you can and, and can do and how you can build your life. And that's really important. There is no one woman and no one perfect story. And people who say stuff like that aren't really feminist. They are people who have an agenda of what they want women to look like. But the, the most feminist thing in the fucking world is to let a woman choose how to define herself. Right. And I, it's all these I women defining say, themselves. I, I point out all the time, what show has a cast of all women over the age of 40 living mm-hmm. their lives. And that's like what we want to be watching. Like mm-hmm. we get a big little lies once every couple of years. Like there's, there's typically no murder on this show, but there is true crime. And I actually feel like Vicky's and Lori's taglines, and like I use taglines for the first season extremely loosely because they literally just pulled sound from a random an episode. Quote. Absolutely. But Vicky's tagline is, I don't want to get old. And Lori's is, are the police involved? They invented the genre because this is what the show is. Women who don't want to get old and women that are adjacent to true crime. And I just think that that like is such a perfect encapsulation of the genre. But there's nothing more feminist than letting women over the age of 40 like try to not only stay young but let themselves get old and like what that's like and they lose husbands and they lose properties and their kids go off to college or they never had kids and they regret it or they don't or you just see so many different versions and then there's the version that us the audience get to then experience and then dissect and talk about and we all take away different things and I think I've never had and I was a fucking film major. Like I've never had more interesting and nuanced discourse about a genre that I have like Bravo. Yeah. 
how about the fact that this show allows women to leave their husbands all the time? Oh, encourages yeah. it. I, I encourages. Mean, we are an audience of wearing Britney Spears dump him shirts, like constantly. Yes. I yes. didn't even know that lily padding could be a concept of where, like, you get on this show to. This is this is Lori in a nutshell. You get on this show to. Mm-hmm. Put yourself out there. Put the vibe out there that you're looking for a husband, that you're looking for a job, that you're looking yeah. to set yourself up. And then once you find all those things, you ride off in the sunset and we all call it a happy ending. I mean, look at Tinsley. Like, even though she didn't end yeah. up with that guy, we all framed it as like riding off to the sunset. You know, those yeah. those frozen eggs that she cried about in the bridal store, they will now get fertilized. She'll finally live out her dream. Like, yeah, we encourage them to leave men. We encourage them to freeze their eggs. We encourage them to have families however they see fit. Like I, I yeah. love that's what I love about we didn't even, They don't even know they want to leave their husbands. They don't even <laughs> no. they tell them they want to leave their husbands. It's like it's like you know when they talk about the like dramatic irony or like the the audience knowing something that the mm-hmm. the person doesn't know. Like it's yep. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely that. And then one thing that you both have made me think about just now is like just like you, it's very hard to see find in movies and TV shows a show an honest to god piece of media that portrays a group of women over the age of forty like passing the Bechdel test, which mm. for all intents and purposes. You also see for the first time a real portrayal of the flawed female character. And while this is reality television and they are human, you know, at the time, the movies that are coming out when Real Housewives of OC, New York and all the original franchises are starting to air. It's very rare that you come across the uh, portrayal of an unlikable woman like they are Mm -hmm. portrayed as a villain. And what I do love about a Housewives franchise is the way in which one season we are on someone's side and on the next mm. season we can flip so quickly and vice yeah. versa because we see all facets of someone, which is no one is it's 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 never black or white. Everybody is on a scale. And in these cases, it's it's very, very br- like strokes all over the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So real. That's like like Camille Grammer, right? Yes. Camille mm-hmm. Grammer, a villain. Yes. Then, then we realize. Then she goes to New York, and some other woman's been called Mrs. Grammar, and the and the doorman tells you to get the fuck out of here. You're not Mrs. Grammar. <laughs> and then the next season, she's like subdued, and like I love you. You know, I love how we finish with a reunion, and next year we set the pins all up again. Mm-hmm. I am always willing to give you a new chance the next season. I don't know what you're going to bring this season. I love that about this show. You you could be a villain. Like, I haven't always loved Candace from mm-hmm. Potomac. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really I like Candace. And I think, this is saying a lot, okay? This is saying a lot, but I'm going on record. <laughs> I think Candace is this generation's Nini. I think she is fast with those fucking reads. Oh. She is... She is stubborn. She is absolutely going to say some shit that is going to get her in trouble. And you're like, you can't say that. She is, she is, Benini is a top tier mother of housewives. And Mm -hmm. I think Candace has that ability to be the Michael Jordan of fucking housewives. Now, will she leave on a bad note? Yes. Because what's going to happen is eventually she's going to call a disabled child like, some slur for her for like disability and we're gonna have to be like candace that's enough but until <laughs> then she's gonna give it to us and i'm like where would i have discovered a candace without real housewives of filming no we'd have to like get into pageants or some shit and like I, <laughs> who has true. time for that 
I don't have time to be going to the YMCA and sitting in the gym on bleachers on a Saturday with the other six people that came. No, I don't have time for all that. Exactly. So we've talked about a lot of women and a bunch of the housewives from various franchises. And I'm going to ask both of you, do you each have a favorite from this franchise? And then you can also mention the one, your favorite of all time. But uh, for for this podcast, I'd love to know, yeah, what is your who is your favorite housewife from the OC franchise, and then your favorite of all time. And for the OC one, has that changed over time? You know, hmm. from where you started and where you are today. You guys want to start with me? Yeah, Princess, go ahead. Yeah, of course. Well, um, for so my favorite of all time is Portia, and the reason she's my favorite of all time is because she is delusional. She has fun on screen. She has no problem being a part of a rape conspiracy. Dude. <laughs> then the next season, she's crying about a rug. I think that she is like, I think she, well, what happens with these shows is that what we what we do is it starts to be shows where I'm just watching you go to dinner to further plot or I'm at your commercial, which is a party for whatever you're trying to sell me. And like they talked about Larsa this year in Miami, mm-hmm. you know, Every time I show up somewhere for you, this is a commercial. But I think Portia had fun on screen. She was funny. That's that's my fatal flaw, guys. I'll let you do a rape conspiracy as long as you're funny. Okay? And that's that's why she's my favorite. And on this, on the OC, my favorite has got to be uh, Gretchen Rossi. And so over the years, I've gotten to the point where I am not, you don't have to be a good person to be my favorite. Like, I think Gretchen Rossi is like bullshit, but I really do believe she brought in, like, people weren't hot on this show until Gretchen got here. Like, Joe, yeah. But Gretchen was the first really fucking hot person. And that changed how they started casting the show. Now, over the years, I've got mad respect for Gina. I think Tamara Barney is the worst person on Bravo because while Phaedra and Portia made up a rape conspiracy, Tamara tried to have someone raped on camera, like planned it and was gonna do it. If, if we let her, like, I think she's the worst person. And not to Bravo. mention her and her son as well. His her involvement and just involved. his overall presence is like, yeah. no, thank you. And he's just like kind of slinking around corners. Like, is she ready yet, mom? And I'm like, oh, Ugh. my fucking God. But yeah, I think she's the worst person. But I have mad respect for what she brings to this fucking show. Um, and like honorable mentions are uh, obviously Joe... I found her to be very funny. I, uh, and I have a lot of respect for Vicky. I know, I know, I know. I, but I, I honestly, Vicky got me, oh God, I can't even believe she got me back on her side during Ultimate Girls Trip season two. When she said, um, tell them I died sad. I was like, this is who I love. Like the Vicky that is so insane. Like, do you remember when she drove Brianna to surgery at night? She's like, I feel like I'm driving into heaven. She's like just a kooky, kooky she's person. A, she's a queen of one-liners. She's but, the yeah. queen of one-liners. But, but similar to Sonia in New York, she doesn't yes. even realize that they're one-liners she what i appreciate about vicky is she never capitalizes on them she never like turns into a shirt or a mug or whatever Mm. she just says dumb shit and she's like "Ah, i don't know whatever and like just like moves on like she's very sonia in that way Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. 
even though she's got problematic views. But I'll be damned if I like was not excited to see her in Ultimate Girls Trip because I'm like, oh, I've had enough of Vicky. The way that things ended, I don't want to see her. And by the end, I'm like, I love Vicky. And she was totally right about Dorinda. <laughs> Vicky brought us Brooks. Vicky brought me to Andale's, which was like one of the most fun nights I've ever had. You went to Andale's? I went to Andale's a few years ago with some friends. I was like, I know this place. And they're like, how do you know? And I was like, if I tell you, you won't go. So let's just go. So I dragged them to Andale's where I shit you not, princess. The size of the margarita is as big as your face. And it's like $3. It's huge and just full of tequila. And we had three of them and ended up dancing on the bar and everyone was great. And then I was like, do you guys know Vicky? They're like, Senorita, Senorita Vicky Gumbleson. Yeah. They all <laughs> fucking love her there. And then when we came back like a few days later, they're like, Vicky Gumbleson's friend. <laughs> and so yeah. after I told my friends, like, oh, it's a real house size thing, they're like, whatever. It was a great time. That lady knows stuff. And then yeah. down that street, there's an equally great gay bar called Mr. Flamingo's that also was, I think Vicky'd have a good time at. So um, on delays, thanks too. to Vicky, I'd never know. Yeah, like she she brought us Brooks. She Oh god, um, Brooks in that tooth. And that cancer oh. scam. That cancer scam, honestly, we wouldn't have Jen Shaw. We wouldn't have Erica Jane if we didn't have Megan King Edmonds. I, I was can't just say that say, she's my respect her name. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Detective Megan King Edmonds to you. Like if that little nosy bitch, I learned that like just give up if you think someone's lying, just make a phone call because people don't think you'll do it. And and with that, I've like gotten the upper hand in petty arguments multiple times. <laughs> Yeah, like so, so you know, the last few seasons of the show aren't haven't been great, but like I'm saying, they gave us so much. So, who are your guys' favorite? Oh yeah, um, I think from OC, I've really kind of like bounced around. I really did love Vicky at first because. Um, I got turned onto the OC because of my mom, because mm. she worked in reality TV casting for a while. And a friend of hers told her about the show, like, oh, you got to check it out. And my mom got me into The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And so when she told me we have to watch this, I like was pretty invested at first because it was like following these women's lives that I like have absolutely no like I it's not like my reality right but when Vicky screamed uh small family van I was like oh she's kind of like my mom yeah. <laughs> so after that she had my heart and for a few seasons she really did I always really liked Gina because she seemed like really rational but and Lori's story was always really touching because you know with the stuff with her son we were always really rooting for her and I mean the show's had a lot of darkness like uh What's her Lynn face? Curtain. Oh, thank you. Oh my God. How did you know I was gonna say Lynn? I was just I just saw her confused face in in like in my mind's eye. That's what <laughs> happened. Her and those cuffs. I, yeah. I just felt like as time went on, some of these like women reminded me of my mom's friends. I'm like, oh, like, but their lives are well, I get an insight into their lives that I never would ordinarily. And so Vicky was like my, my very first love. It was like the first housewife that I ever really like got into. But as time went on, I I did like Megan. Just because she really pushed the issue. And I felt like sometimes, especially Vicky and Tamara would do their little Dos Amigos, Trace Amigas shit mm -hmm. and like ice people out. And so I like that she refused to take it. Yeah. And I also, you know, I loved Shannon for a long time, particularly because she just aired David the fuck out. And I really <sighs> love someone who's yeah. going to do that. But at a certain point, it got really sad. But, well, you know, Shannon Bedore. 
when <laughs> she like laid on the ground and he like read that eulogy i mean i think it takes i it takes some level of delusion for you to put your life on front street like that and just be like this is what it is and i'm gonna help people save their marriage i'm like you should worry about saving your own marriage first perhaps but she said okay. that and 10 minutes later she was divorced one thousand percent. But I just even love. I love the way that she shrieks. I love how just openly insecure she is. She is like a. Yeah. Op- she's like a walking wound. Even her daughters are like, "God damn, you were just so fucking needy." And I, th- I love sassy daughters. It's the only good thing yeah. about Giselle and Potomac. And so I feel mm-hmm. that way about Shannon. Oh yes. But I think recently, despite her views, I really do like Emily because she's like a good mixture of like stirring the pot and funny. And sure. I can't even believe I don't hate Shane anymore. But also the show's kind of like gotten really away f- from what I thought made it like kind of fun. But um, just I don't know. I Maybe we went wrong at demanding Vicky leaving. I'm not really sure. But I think my... I- oh, my- my overall housewife man her leave i don't like oh, yeah. no like, no not you but just like the fandom see this is like sort of like the the dark side of bravo right is like sometimes the fandom it's like a smaller minority but they they somehow reflect all of us for whatever reason yeah and then we start firing people and like of course vicky's not going to take a friend of well of course so not. but i think she would have done beautiful it, 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 a friend of like i really think that i think so going to beans and like saying things like i have to leave i have to go to work i have to go to work and i think that she would have really like work, like if she would have just done a countess luann and just give exactly us you we, you might have seen that we feel about you differently when we don't have to follow you home to mm-hmm. that sheriff guy who was pretending to be latino and like oh he, he's to be latino so like yeah and he came in like whatever like whatever comes after dead last in a mayoral race (laughs) so like that sort of stuff like i i think so i think bravo jumped the gun with a lot of firings in 2019 and 2020 Mm -hmm. um some things had to be done but other things i was like you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. What you could do is you could just re-enter. Like, first of all, let's stop just dropping a black person onto these shows out of nowhere. Oh my god! And they're they're not connected, and then forcing them to explain racism every other episode—that's oh weird. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I like I think Garcelle got the brunt of that in Beverly Hills. I really feel bad for Gar- Garcelle for some of the shit she's had to go through. Um, but I think that's been a problem. I, I really do think that as terrible as Vicky is, she's a bad person. She, I think she faked cancer, guys. Like, yeah. But I do think that she brought so much to the show. Remember when she had a new face and she just showed up and we were all not supposed to talk about it? Oh, yeah, it hadn't settled. And then (laughs) did you ever watch that, like, 100th episode special that they did? Uh And they they all openly talked about how Vicky's face lift had not settled. And Vicky's like, yeah, I regret that. (laughs) Yeah. What happened is that she thought she was going to have time. And then Brianna had her baby early. And they started filming early. And Mm -hmm. she looked like cheese sliding off a pizza for, like, the first half of the fucking. (laughs) It just looked yeah. a little picasso It was just a little, like, you know, yeah. not quite all the way there. I think you guys bring up a point around the fact that in the trial, in the court of Bravo and public opinion, I think people forget sometimes, and there are exceptions to this, obviously, but they forget 
what makes good television versus what's a good who's a good person. And so exactly. you can you can talk about housewives and your favorites, which was what I was going to say when I said my favorite housewives, which is like if we're talking strictly about people and mm-hmm. what they've overcome, I'd say Lori because she has yeah. such a sad life and like she took care, adopted her son's daughter. Like she's yeah. done all these great, these things. She's a single mom at one, like all of that stuff. And then, um, Gina who, you know, changed her life in many ways after having to basically play baseball mom for like 20 some years. Like there are all these people who I can genuinely say I like as people, but have not made for the best television. But then you go to a Tamara or a Vicky, both of which have their flaws, Tamara especially so, (laughs) but they make fantastic TV. And I'm not saying like when I look at people for, and, and the reality is we have to, no pun intended, we have to accept, I feel like in the court of Bravo public opinion, if we're gonna go down on some, you know, we're gonna shit on someone and get them, fire them, yes, there are things that are unforgivable, but there's also things where it's like kind of a gray area and you're like, but this person makes fantastic TV. Like great example of someone who didn't make fantastic TV and did something super horrible. Jenny from Salt Lake City, like no inexcusable bad. Like, and then she was just like, not great TV. Like she just wasn't a great addition anyway. She didn't really add much to the conversation. So there I'm like, okay, I get that. But I Mm. think there's at Bravo, much like how we have director jail and and things where sure. people are delegated to taking on projects they may not like, we should have a Bravo friend of jail, which some people may not accept, but uh, we should offer Ooh. it to some. We should actually gather all of like the housewives that are up for demotion and put like pit them against each other in like a um, America's <laughs> Next Top Models style yes, competition. Yes, where they gotta yes. do like photo shoots, or maybe also like drag yeah. races. They're like they gotta do a drag ball. They gotta like help an orphanage. They just gotta like do all these different things to like make them better. And then like if they do well enough, they can stay on their show or they will get demoted. But they I, do get points deducted if they try to show up in an orphanage and take pictures with babies and like you know do things. <laughs> like that <laughs> i think i also think that like so we t- like when we think of vicky i think she would have definitely benefited from a pause like there's mm-hmm. sometimes when it's mm-hmm. not that i never want to see you again it's just like uh lisa renna's that for me like you're out of storylines babe and you're grasping for straws mm-hmm. i really just need you to take a minute and come come back later that's why i really like these girls trips because yeah I'm happy to see. I forgot Phaedra was young. I don't know why I thought she was like a billion years old. When she said I wasn't, she's like the 80s. I was in elementary school. I'm like, yeah, okay. Got it. You're actually pretty young compared to these women that are literally in their 60s. Like, you're you're just yeah, there's that's another aspect of what I really like, especially even like in the first season of the OC. I thought they did a pretty good job having like a range of ages and yes. and they were trying to fulfill types of housewives, it seemed mm-hmm. like. You know, like Joe's the young housewife. And when you hear how young Joe really is, like I, it didn't dawn on 24. me at four. Exactly. 24. At like 17 that she's 24. And this man is trying to keep her at home. Even her tagline was a cry for help. She's like, he wants to keep me. It's like so <laughs> I feel like I'm like, am I watching the Sarah Lawrence cult doc right now? Like, what is happening? Yeah. Oh, and like, she, he's like, well, you know, I'm stuck here with the kids. I'm like, those are your kids. Those exactly. Are her kids. Exactly. What are you talking about? He's a huge, older than she is. 
<laughs> a huge point of contention is that she goes out to party. I'm like, yeah, she's 24. She's 24. What yeah. do you think she's doing? And Slade's not that old either. He just, just happens to have two kids, but he was very clearly looking for a kept lady. And I feel like that's yeah. so unsettling, especially knowing that we know that he moves on to Gretchen after him and Joe don't work out. He has no money and Gretchen, he's basically Gretchen's assistant. Yeah. I mean, it, what's interesting about watching these first couple of episodes in the first season or even just like the whole first season is him and this illusion of this job. Like he's stalking this guy yeah. who dissed him completely in their meeting by like not listening to anything Slade. And Emily and I were texting about this. Slade's sl- smiley, which it's hard for me not to say slimy because he's yeah. such a like, oh God, it's like a perfect name for a sleazeball like him. You would think he like made it up like Jack's Taylor, you know, yeah. it's like. It's a very one for one, but he follows this guy around and like accidentally bumps into him at an equestrian center and like pimps out his kids and pimps out his fiance. And it's like all so gross. And you're just <laughs> and one of the last episodes I watched before we recorded was I totally forgot he had a collection of high end Halloween costumes. To, and he had so many that he had to rent a storage space in what <laughs> looks like the valley to keep them all. And he blamed it on his kids. Like, well, they like it. And it's like. I don't know if your kids give a fuck that much. If your kids have to decide between my daddy's $90,000 Halloween costume hobby or going to college, I think Gavin's going to pick college. He's he's so weird. He's so weird. And Joe is like uh, such a fish out of water. I'm so happy they cast her because mm-hmm. the other women are so sure of their places. That's yes. It, it it would have taken, like, seeing Joe being like, I don't know what the fuck mm-hmm. I'm doing here is so good. Like, when she pulls out that engagement ring, she's like, it's a canary yellow diamond. And I was like, oh, my God, just took us back in fucking time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's supposedly rare yes. and it's expensive, but I didn't know that. And I'm like, yeah, because you're like 20 fucking four and you just want to go to the Playboy Mansion, apparently. And so, like... <laughs> Which is not a good place for you, babe. I don't know if you know this. A lot of rapes happen there. Like, yeah, not not, not a good place. But also, when you have Slade just like blowing up your phone, being like, "When are you going to come home? When are you going to come home?" Like, you can just like leave your friends, yada yada. I just kind of felt his presence to just be a general ick. There's. uh, This actually leads me to a next question that I wanted to ask you all, which is. As you're watching older episodes, you know, there's the nostalgia, but there's major changes that have happened, obviously, since this originally aired. So there's, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously societal changes in culture, politically, oh my God, and socioeconomics. Um, And then the other thing is what you just alluded to, which is like the power dynamic between Slade and Joe is a great example of this, which is when this show initially started, you had these instances, you know, where there is a much, you know, an older dude who's dating this young woman, but she's just, and wants this kept woman, but it feels like over time, Bravo realized that doesn't fare well at all on this show. Um, And I think there's been a huge change. So even when you do have those age dynamics, the power dynamics are very different, but I'd love to hear from you both. What are kind of the, the factors that stand out the most in terms of not just how the franchises have changed, but also society has changed since Mm -hmm. this originally aired. Well, I'll say this, like, I think the reason they moved away from that is that the men stopped letting the women come on because once Mm -hmm. you 
get money. Like Joe would still be with Slade if she had not gotten a bit of fame and a little yep. bit of money and things like yeah. that. And then he lost a lot of money. Um, but w- the biggest thing is uh, them screaming the F slur over and over and over again. Um, that's like, there's a lot of things that just don't happen anymore. And I'm not like, <clears throat> I was talking about how, like right now, everyone's going back to that pink stupid girls video and being like, she was so mean. I'm like, guys, if you were alive at that point, you were yeah. definitely telling jokes about Jennifer Jessica Simpson and Paris Hilton mm-hmm. and like like shitting on Britney. Like, I do not believe people who say I never said a crossword about Britney. That's not true. It's it was the national punchline. And so when we talk about these things, we need to say we, because we were all doing it. It just, it was the culture at the time. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like when this this aired, if someone said the F slur, it would have hurt my ears or maybe the R word, you know, right? Because people were yeah. still using, well, I don't think people were still using it, but some people were, that sort of stuff. But the fact is like, people just said it. Like this is a, this is prime jackass territory where mm-hmm. like gay is like a punchline, the n word is a punchline and a joke. Like that it was watching the Keo kids talk was really fucking tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's different. The other thing I think is really different is the way people talk about real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Where we, we like. Even post 2008, 2009, when things started, like, so I guess maybe 2012 is like when things started really getting back to like real estate stuff. I still don't think people talked about real estate the way that they're talking about it in this, in these first two seasons. They're so casual about it all, right? Like, that's, and, I think that this is also such a moment in time because people complain now that reality shows, people are too savvy. Reality TV has been around for a really long time. People know exactly what's going, maybe not exactly, but people know what's going to play on camera or what's not, or at least they think they have an idea versus these first two seasons of OC were, I think, I mean, Andy even says it in, he said in interviews and he's definitely said in some of his books where when Scott Dunlop brought him the show, there wasn't anything there was no there there right he was just like following these people around and so they weren't really like aware of like a lasting impact or like that it would even make an impact at all like the season one reunion was famously filmed in vicky's backyard so it's stuff like that they were completely unprepared but it's also like the first season of every reality show that has now become a cultural phenomenon i think about you know, America's Next Top Model, the season one finale, they had like a black tarp from Party City over a fold-out table, you know? I like remember. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's very much that. So I think that it's it's almost difficult to like compare how it's changed from then to now because you, you could very easily say everything. I mean, sure, Teresa is still fighting her brother about her sister-in-law. Like oh, some God. of like the themes haven't changed, but all like the faces have changed. The, the way it's shot is totally changed. And like even just the opening of like the I think like the exclusivity has possibly gone away right like we have Gina Casita now like on OC Mm -hmm. where like before you would never have this girl who's like living in you know a Minabaro a housewife's term a cute townhouse but it's like a townhouse (laughs) that like I live in it's like not aspirational it's like I can achieve that 
Um, she would never even be on this show, you know, when this first started, because it was specifically about people who lived behind the gates at Cota de Casa. And even they say in the, the intro, like, you know, 7 million people live here, but only X amount of people live here. It's like, it was all about like very Robin Leach, the lifestyles yeah. of the rich and yes. famous. And now we're yes. all like, eat the rich. Capitalism is bad. Although we all participate in both things. Of course we do. But it's now like, like I said, a little bit more inclusive. Like, I don't think that you would be able to cast it this exact same way because also rich people don't actual rich people, actual wealthy people don't really want to be on a yes. show like this. Yes. Yeah. This is why this is why season one of the Housewives of D.C. did not work out because mm-hmm. actual people who matter in D.C. And so so for context, Princess, I grew up in the D.C. area. I grew up on mm-hmm. the Virginia side, not Potomac, Maryland side. But uh, it is. That did not work because no one of real wealth and importance was going to show up for yeah. DC. Other and the Salahis were just there to be fame whores and like crash the dinner, right? Yeah, and this like pre Trump, right? This it's pre Trump, pre Trump. People are like, so being on yes. reality TV is seen yes. as you are not yes. a serious person now. No, and now, and this is, I think, ultimately why we will never see a Housewives of Silicon Valley Bay Area because mm. people who are wealthy tech millionaires or married to them are know too much about NDAs. They know too much about discretion. They are not going to have a lavish lifestyle that they show on screen because that's like, you know, apart from a Tesla and a nice house, they're not like going out there with these lavish things. And so, and, and they know too much. They know too much to ever get involved. Yeah. This is why they can't cast basketball wives either. Because yeah. uh, like some of them have prenup, some prenups have basketball wives clauses in them. Like you cannot go on reality TV show and talk about me. Um, it, it's, it, it, we're different now. And I, I don't know. Hmm. So I sometimes really hate talking about on podcasts about first seasons of reality shows because everyone's so thirsty and they immediately start following you and liking all your tweets. I'm like, girl, you cannot like tweets about yourself where I didn't tag <laughs> you or hashtag anything. Cause you search for this. You gotta stop. And so, but like, those people are really thirsty for things, right? Mm-hmm. And we just don't. I things are very, very different. You're right, and this is the reason DC didn't work. Um, there's just nobody willing to go on stuff like that. Um, and in fact, Potomac is is the Real Housewives of the DC suburbs. That's what it, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they did, the best thing they could have done was to move it to the suburbs and capture that because there is plenty of wealth in the DC area outside of politics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting about the first episode or even the first season of the OC is that it feels almost like three different shows. Like they weren't really sure what yeah. direction they wanted to go in. So you've got like young housewife question mark with Joe. Then you've got like working housewife with like Gina and Vicky and Lori to some extent. And then you have Kim, her rock hard tits and her January 6th friends like going to Palm Springs and grinding on dudes. And I mean, I understand why she did not make it. She was not interesting at all. I'm sure she's a perfectly fine person. And ultimately, yeah. I am sure that she is better off not being on a reality show. But I, Princess, what are your thoughts on Kim and her tenor on well, OC? Andy always says that the reason that she's not on is because she got cancer, right? And then she didn't want to talk about it. And she moved oh. back to Chicago. And so she moved back. Yeah, she moved back to Chicago. She's originally from Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like she's so such a remnant of the past. Like, right? So mm-hmm. 
they came in here with all these things they were going to do with OC and some of it worked and some of it didn't and Kim didn't work. And that's, that's why she's not, she, that's why if you talk to a casual viewer, you mention that they'll be like, who? Because yeah, even then she didn't really make a, like a, a splash. Like, like this first season, this is where we get Vicky screaming about a family van. She's standing out there screaming. The guy who. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Is doing it. English is in his first language. He's like, sorry, sorry, sorry. He's like, she's screaming at another guy on the phone. And he's like, she's like, send another one. You're everywhere. Send another one. He's like, again, I cannot send another one. Don has put all the shit in the van. She's still screaming. Don has to be like, Vicky, get in the van. We got it all in there. Get... And she's just like still screaming on the phone. And so we're going to compare that to Kim. What am I doing here? Some people are made for reality TV. Some people aren't. That's just what it is. And that's the truth. Yeah. It truly is. Um, I think one thing that I've been thinking about as you all have been talking about, you know, our favorite housewives talked about people, why they didn't work. Um, is there, if you could bring back one housewife and we are talking about OC, so probably stick to OC, but if you really want to talk about one outside of the franchise that you would, you could bring back, Carlton. who would it no, be? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> never, never again. Um, for the OC, gosh, aren't, aren't, isn't, um, Alexis coming back? Oh, is she coming back? Cause that was going to be mine too. I was like, I'd like to see Jesus jugs and Tamra meet again under new circumstances. Yeah. Alexis has a trans child. Now. Oh, right. Alexis, I keep forgetting that. Alexis, who she is supporting wholeheartedly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's away from Jim. She's older Ugh. now. Remember she, she kind of always felt like she was never going to get any older and you know, <laughs> Like she's been through the trampoline parks. Here she is. Let's see her back. See I mean, what's gonna happen. the fact she's iconic just simply for being married to somebody who was known for having trampoline parks. That's almost as good as Noella and her sleazeball ex-husband who oh was known for being called Sweet James. Well, because every time I go to L.A., I see his billboards everywhere. Really? A, they kept yes. saying that. But I've never been to L.A. and I didn't know that they had like that. They, that he, he really is everywhere. He's yeah, he's. I, I saw him more times than I cared to the last time I was down. Yeah. <laughs> Just driving will, around casually. I will say this though. You got to be careful what you wish for. I rem And I already oh, know that yeah. so Alexis comes back. 
Maybe, maybe I don't feel that way about her once I see her on the screen. Remember when Heather was coming back to the OC, everyone was like, oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. And I said, because I don't hate Heather, but I said, you guys have forgotten. You fucking hate Heather. You guys <laughs> hate her. And three episodes in, the internet's like, we hate Heather. I was like, yeah, you guys fucking forgot. You don't like her. And <laughs> I think that might happen with us and Alexis, right? We're like, let's see what Alexis is doing. She gets on screen and we're like, get her out of here. We hate her. <laughs> yeah, we throw tomatoes and shit. We're like, get out of here. I will say I did never tire though of going to Heather's haunted airport terminal of a home. Like that house has no soul. It, it is, it's a perfect encapsulation yeah. of her. I, I didn't think that she would bring much, but her friendship with Gina, I guess was fine. But I do find her a little bit tiresome and I didn't think she could save the franchise alone. She thinks she's smarter than everyone. And that is, and I, it doesn't bother me as much because I grew up on the cult on the East coast. And that is absolutely, I don't know. That's how people talk. All right. You know what I'm saying? That's how people fucking talk. And, but she stood out and she was always trying to like the champagne shit was too much uh terry was too fucking much like he was on well, screen his, too much his plastic surgery is definitely too much it's upsetting so much and like nobody likes somebody who has that much money who takes himself seriously it's why people like elisa vanderpump do well right because mm-hmm. she's not taking herself seriously heather real, she was an actress remember Right. Remember uh, Good Morning OC? Remember that shit where everyone was arguing over, well, they asked me, and and at, and at reunion, people are pulling papers out of their bags over and over again, be like, they asked me, they asked me. And it's just like, hot, and Cleveland came up. I was like, guys, these are not good jobs. Don't We don't need to fight over them. But like, it's stuff like that. She took herself so seriously that it was really hard. And when, and again, to talk about Alexis, when it's Heather, who is obviously a sharp cookie, okay? All right? She's got it. She She's not an idiot. Against Alexis, who is an idiot. Like, I can only watch you talk about how dumb she is for so long or, like, confuse her for so long. Because I'm like, can you just, like, put the rabbit down? I think it's dead. Like, just stop, <laughs> you know, stop shaking it or whatever. And she's dumb. Leave her alone. And I think that's what Heather, like, like I said, I was on Twitter screaming, you guys don't like Heather. I swear to God, you don't like her. I she, I think she's fine, but y'all don't like her. And then y'all didn't like her, so I don't know what to say. Anyone, Margo, that you would like to bring back? No, it was Alexis, but let me see. I mean, actually, you know who I'd like to hear a little bit more from? Uh, that weirdo whose name I always forget from that COVID season. Elizabeth? Oh, Elizabeth. Yeah. I can't even remember that chick's name. Right? I'm I looking. To, so I, for a whole season, I kept. It is Elizabeth. It's Elizabeth okay. Lynn Vargas. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. For the whole season that she was on, I kept telling my husband, I'm like, I want to say her name is Vanessa, but I know it's not that. <laughs> and I don't know why. She just feels like a Vanessa. Just like I need Emily and Gina to switch names. <laughs> Absolutely. Please. They so, need. So- Emily looks like such a Gina. Right. Like, or she looks like Gina Davis. That's what's going on. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but also to find out that Gina is named after her father, Gino. Well, <laughs> I think funny to me. 
what could be fun with bringing back Elizabeth is with the vodka line. You know, the, I feel like the liquor well, line is becoming a signature of every franchise, well, like little by true. little. Look, I'm not trying to t- continue the trip that Real Housewives is now a true crime show. But Emily, I don't know if it came up in your Google search, but Elizabeth's like ex-fiance like barricaded him inside of her home at some point during quarantine and that's kind of she was like raised in a cult like I don't feel like we got in there because Bronwyn was too busy sucking all the air out of every fucking room she was in (laughs) never again with the fucking Sean (laughs) immunity idol whatever their last name is you know I normally don't hate when they move from another city to be on the show like on Utah, none of those bitches lived there before. Exactly. Maybe Mary. None of those other bitches <laughs> live there. I don't hate it. It's fine. Listen, we got to get the team together somehow. You know, sometimes we have to import them from other cities. But Bronwyn was such a like, she, she'd watched too many episodes. She knew exactly what was happening. She had decided. And then, and like normally, like her stuff, like I'm all for people celebrating their um, non binary children. I'm all for people being bisexual all these things but it felt like everything she would show up with i'd be like girl did you like do a poll on twitter and decide which was most (laughs) popular and then you're gonna come on the show with it and it's it hurt because she was saying you know during covid she was saying the shit that i wanted to be said right Mm -hmm. kelly dodd is there i want someone to counteract the fucking kelly dodd another person i respect but don't like but i just really feel like Everything felt calculated, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Bronwyn, like, really ruined things. And you're right. You're right. We didn't get enough Elizabeth because we're too busy looking at fucking Bronwyn, who's having a threesome in the corner, and she keeps peeping out, <laughs> looking at us to make sure we're watching. Exactly. I'm like, girl. Yeah. So maybe maybe Elizabeth could be nice back. Yeah, I don't know. I, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I All I need is the trailer for this new season because we got Vicky's back as a friend of. Taylor Armstrong is imported from the mm. farm team of Beverly Hills. Mm. Um, she didn't do too much for me, speaking of that uh, Ultimate Girls Trip season there. But it was nice to see her and see her like in a better place, right? And also kind sure. of in on the joke finally because she's in a better place. Sure, 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 sure. You do... You do make me think, Margo, there is this potential that, you know, much like how you talked about the farm team, having an MLB style trade deadline for franchises could very well work in their favors. I think Girls Trip has captured some of that energy of what happens when you throw some people who don't only know each other by reputation into a new situation. Yeah. I wonder what happens if we, you know, do a little bit of tradesies, like, you know, take to take two orange counties for one uh for one miami or something like that you know yeah i'd be interested like three orange counties for one miami but okay yeah (laughs) like would i would pay i would pay dr nicole to go to oc (laughs) yeah save the franchise but yeah that would be great yeah yeah because i think it i really what i love the most about girl strip is that it really changes your perspective on housewives because the way that they are on their show so to speak or the way that they were on their show is not Mm -hmm. necessarily how they're going to react when it's just one other person that they know and then six other strangers it's very like a real world in that way but what mm -hmm. ex-wives had was like that secret sauce that i think miami has which is they know what it's like to not have this show and Mm -hmm. so now that they have the spotlight back they're like i want to keep it here so i'm going to create 
drama, but not in a forced way because they're all professionals of the reality TV science arts. So, yeah, yeah. I think Vicky, yeah. she comes back into this season a little ready to play, maybe like has been humbled a la Luann the season that she was mm-hmm. knocked down a peg. Coupled with Taylor as well. Tamara, who's also just happy to be here, happy that her performance on Ultimate Girls Trip got her drafted to full-time major leagues. And so if we have a bunch of grateful, delusional bottle blondes with enough tequila in it, like maybe, you know, maybe Tamara breaks her foot again in a hot tub. I don't know. We don't know. Maybe. I And guys, the people listening, I need to tell you that they stole that Girls Trip idea from Lifetime and Little Women franchises. Little Women, I'm telling you, this is what Little Women did one time because they had Little Women in New York, Little Women in LA, Little Women Atlanta, and Little Women Dallas, okay? And you're like, Princess, how do you know all the Little Women? Because I was there for every single episode, okay? I was there. And so, (laughs) (laughs) I definitely watched this fucking show to death. And what happened once they stopped getting enough um, views is they went to each franchise and took the worst fucking couples, the ones you hated, the ones that need to break up, and said, let's go on a couples retreat, and took them all to the Bahamas, and like pushed all these different franchises together and it was so fucking good and i was like and for years i've been saying this is what we need to do guys look to the little women and <laughs> when the girls trip came out i was like oh you guys are listening to my podcast i see because i am like i'm giving out free ideas here it's it's such a good idea to give these women um, you guys will watch things like marriage boot camp right Mm-hmm. Like yes, when people get on, when you're on one reality show and then you go to marriage boot camp, your so perception you changes because you're in a different environment, just like we we're talking about. This is how this is the same thing. What happens on those on those girls trips, and then you get to we get to see you in a different light, and maybe we want to see a little more of you in another season. I think. I think that's how we're doing these contracts now. Like, yeah, we've, we're thinking about bringing you back, but you got to go to Dubai one time for us, okay? And then we'll film you and then we'll see how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there is this, the other thing that really gets put into girls, the girls troop dynamic is that in many of the franchises, there's one play, person who plays the archetype, right? There's like mm-hmm. one person who gets that archetype. So you're throwing that one archetype from one franchise into a pool where there may be another one of that Mm. archetype or maybe two even. And so it's interesting to see that dynamic play out when you're not the only one who owns that, you know, that identity. Yeah. Like Brandy and Dorinda, they're two drunks here. Right. Right. Cause and normally you guys are the only ones. Right. And so now who's going to out drunk each other and they competed the entire fucking time. I loved it. That was the secret subplot of that season for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, we're 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 getting close to uh, time here. Before we kind of end things, I wanted to see if either of you had any final points that we need to cover um, that you felt like we did not talk about. Um, I want to talk about Don because we talked yes. about him a bit in the um, yes in yes. the preamble here. But um, can I put a little pin in? Can we talk about the Keo children after we talk yeah. about Don? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Actually, all of the children, too. Yeah. 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 Circle back. Yeah. Okay, great. Because there was such a huge focus on like families and family life that 
Yes. Yeah. Kind of like faded away over time. Some franchises kind of ha- franchises have it more than others. But anyway, the kids are so central to this. They were like, they're like the husbands on New Jersey. So I just want to circle back. But- exactly. The husbands on New Jersey are really important. I think New York, when they first came, was they were like, I felt like it was the first one where everybody had a fucking business, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah, had yeah, a yeah. business. Everybody yes. had an LLC. And the OC girls hadn't quite figured that out yet. It's, it's, uh, these things have their hallmarks. Atlanta, there's so much music on it. This is where we get our first um, our first singles, uh, Housewife singles. That started in Atlanta. Um, but for the OC, it was the kids. But before we get there, we're going to talk about Don. Mm-hmm. Don, so I've rewatched this series a few times. And watching Don and Vicky break up is so interesting. Because they start off as been together a really long time. He is essentially her kid's father. Uh, they go to Lake Havasu where Vicky keeps saying, we're not white trash. These are my white. Yes, you fucking are, Vicky. This is how you fucking act. And when you go to OC, you try to pretend to be something else. But this is who you are. And you seem so fucking happy here. I wish I would just fucking move to Lake Havasu. But like Don... What happened is Vicky got bigger and bigger and Don got smaller and smaller. It wasn't that he was that bad. I mean, he's not great. And that's why we all have these like charitable visions of Don, right? Memories of Don. Mm -hmm. But Don was kind of nasty too. Don and Vicky fought on screen quite a bit. Don uh, was making fun of Gretchen at a dinner party at one thing. Oh my God. That I just had like Lydia's face just came in my mind, and I fucking hate Lydia. Oh, she's the her. worst. Especially when yes. she came back the second time, she was even worse than the first. But let's not, let's not <laughs> fucking hate her. But like he, he, the way he would get into things, and towards his last season with Vicky, in a way that we don't like. Right? We the the fandom does not like when the men get too much in the drama. Right? So I just like. But remember, Vicky always said she should have never left Dawn. She mm-hmm. lost a lot of money. She, she, and like, you know, then she got with that cancer faker and then she was with the fake Latina, <laughs> Latino. Like, she really needs to think about, she needs to be vetting these people. But like, so. Vicky needs to go on like catfished or some shit. You know what? This woman loses money, loses teeth, loses all yeah. sorts of shit yeah. whenever she gets with these fucking scam artists. Like, I don't know if she's got like suckers somewhere on her face, but this woman, you, oh, I said, almost feel bad for her because she just is like she's all she wants is her little love tank filled and i think how they get her exactly i think well she just and that really just means she needs to get dick down which i appreciate but don i think we all have this terrible view of him because she said that like she regrets the them breaking up and i think Mm -hmm. we all just remember the vow renewal and thinking about that or at least that's that's how i remembered it until i rewatched it and i was like don is kind of a dick and he kind of like openly hates her and the only good thing about don is that he loves vicky's kids because vicky's first husband also named michael Mm-hmm. met Vicky uh, at a grocery store famously yep. when she was like the fastest checker at the grocery store and he oh, yeah, was they a both backer. worked there yeah, yeah. And of course she was you know like you well can- her you watch her work that insurance business and you're like I need to have a seat I don't know if you've ever seen this I think it was when she was on bitch sesh it, Leslie Grossman was like oh I have Vicky Gunvalson's number and Danielle in case you're like you should call her 
Leslie's like, she's never going to pick up. Picks up ring one. And she's like, what, what do you need, Leslie? She's like, oh, my God. Um, I was just uh, – and she's like, I'm at Costco. Do you need anything at Costco? She's like, no, I just – I was thinking about the insurance. And she's like, oh, cool, yeah, just send an email, and then I'll call you back. All right, I'll talk to you later, sweetie. Bye. And, like, picks up ring one. And I'm she's she was like that in 2007, and she's like that now. But yeah. the, her husband, her first husband was like, she always had a taste for the finer things. And huh, I guess she got it. And, you know, no matter how many faces Vicky tries to put between her and her grocery store past in Chicago, I think that it, it she's it's always going to be there. Right. And I think that yes. seeing her first two husbands together was very and then where she went after that is like an interesting her love life. Love life is a very interesting trajectory. But Don just fucking hated her he like did not like her he always found her annoying like when they get pulled over on the boat at like Havasu he's like Vicky you calm down I was just like Jesus like your kids well, your your kids friends are here like just relax well like isn't Vicky interesting in that almost all the people so the people that show up and dance behind you when they do your intro <laughs> <laughs> almost all the people in her in her intro don't like her like <laughs> that's true her kids openly hate her and like and her husband's even brooks he started off real sweet but he was he he you know he'd shake his little head and he just like every time even the last guy the little sheriff running for the mayor or whatever <laughs> he'd be on screen and he'd just be like what vicky like everyone hates her and i'm like after a while i started to feel bad for him like can somebody please like vicky and like <laughs> <laughs> you know, just be around her because this is fucking sad. Like at some point, her grandkids are going to start to hate her. Remember, they're always like, "Grandma, well, now." Yeah. yeah, but also, I mean, uh, guess Brianna's husband is, is so creepy. He he scares me. Ever since that, again, not to bring up she who shall not be named Lydia and her like weird not uh, actual stoner mom the way that he yelled at her when she put her feet up on that couch i was like this man yep. is a danger to society like and i don't think that them moving to carolina and him becoming one of those like uh emily the way that he talks now brianna's husband uh he reminds me of mike's and like he's like y'all you don't need sunscreen just drink sunflower oil and it'll protect you from oh, the God. earth's rays like yep. that's like her husband he's very like i live off the land and mm -hmm. he creeps me out to no end um yep. he's and no he prize vicky. either and he hates vicky i guess it's true i i know that vicky can be annoying but again like her 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 black hole of need like a needs to be taken mm -hmm. care of needs to have her love tank filled needs to have a casserole when she pretends to have a neck injury like i just <laughs> that's also it makes her such great tv and for such a long time too i mean she was on the show for forever oh remember when her mom died yes and she's rolling around yes the craft room at shannon's house the one with the wi-fi things built in she's rolling around the floor screaming no no wake her up wake her up and like when when i saw the preview for it i was like this is some fucking stunts and shows okay but when stunt i watched queen. it I, yes she was a fucking stunt queen i was like this is too much but then i watched it and i was like actually i feel fucking bad i yeah. think I think she's, I think this is real. I think yeah. she heard her mother die and her father's been dead for a while. And it rocked her fucking world to the fact that she's rolling around the floor in a craft room. She has glitter all over her guys. She's got to, she's in a craft room. And so like, I, I she made such good TV, even though everyone hated her. But um, 
In terms of Don, like, I really like, I think what we like about Don is that, like, Vicky was in her villain era, right? She's so mean to everybody at this point. And he kind of just, like, left, got a bunch, a chunk of her money and didn't come back. And we like that. If he kept showing up like Slade did, we'd be like, fuck Don. Yeah. Don's a user, you know. So I think that's, like, why Don gets his good memories. Yeah, he didn't really ever seem to like being on camera that much. I mean, maybe it's because, to your point earlier, Princess, like, the cameras and all of that stuff, it had Vicky's star rising, and he kind of became, like, yep. supportive husband, and he was that was not what he signed up for. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the other thing is, like, this is what happens in Housewives, is when you have, like, examples like Slade Smiley of what it is to be a husband or partner on this show. Mm. And, like, everything's like the beer goggles of husbands, mm-hmm. right? Like, everything looks better. Yeah. <laughs> but if you if you remove some of these people out of the equation, you know, those blind spots slowly disappear or very quickly disappear. Yeah, I mean, we were looking at Jim Bellino. Who who yeah. was like you're not allowed to like he's he's like he looks like a fucking thumb with a goatee and like he's out here critiquing people he's out here telling Alexis she can't talk to people because they you know they'll tell her the wrong thing and she needs to be part of her storyline before she left was that she you know she's on this show so what's she doing she's getting more she's getting like. Uh, more opportunity. She's doing all kinds of things. And he's mad. Meanwhile, this motherfucker's gone bankrupt three times. And you're mad at a bitch getting a check? What's wrong with you? But, like, we're watching that. We're watching Simon. Simon in his, like... Oh, my God. Yeah. In those, <laughs> like, uh, Christian Audige shirts. Remember those? Like... Lots of memory. Yeah, shit like I just... that. David oh, with his big God. Mr. Furly eyes. Oh, How much oh he hates God. Shannon. He's cheating on her actively. We're watching shit like this. Don's looking like the cream of the fucking crop. I guess All that's he wants true. to do is go out to Lake Havasu. Me too. Let's go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you put it that way, I've turned. All- See, that's the thing about them tables. They turn. So and I've turned all the way back around and Don's the best. I'm back where yeah. I started. <laughs> I think you guys, much like how we, we, we said we we're going to talk about the kids again, like mm-hmm. some of these kids look way better than others in this first season. It's a great example of this angle wise. But as soon as if you take out like the Keo children, yeah, <laughs> they start or, or um, Lori, what was Lori's daughter's name? Ashley, the one Ashley, Ashley. Ashley. The one got raised on camera. Her son was like in prison. Like, that, do you guys remember he? So um, dark. they were mistreating him. They had to sue the like oh, the county, ju- the juvie, uh, the detention hall. No, this is afterwards because he still he when she adopted their her granddaughter, he was back in prison for oh. killing somebody. He shot someone. Oh right, oh my I God, yeah. About all of this, this was like so more recently, to- right? This is like in the yeah. last five. So eight she was years. supposed to get released, and some things happened. They were like abusing him. There was video where the guards allowed a man to like out of his cell to beat Josh. There was video of it. You can Google this, and so. They end up suing and he gets released. That's the last. I don't know if he's back in. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't know if he's back in. But I think he got released based on that lawsuit and stuff. Um, even so we talk about Lynn Curtin's kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, her daughter was assaulted by a police officer. I mean, they're drug addicts, both of her. 
her daughters right now, but he she was assaulted by a police officer and won like something like eight hundred thousand dollars in a settlement. Liz um from Feathers in My Hair is always saying that girl's gonna die because like when you're like deep in addiction, then someone gives you eight hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, that's but like stuff like so we have these dark dark like so they're on the far end, right? And mm-hmm. then you get the Keo kids who. Guys, like Shane was on steroids, right? Oh, absolutely. We had a little bit of Roy, Roy Rage. There's, there's no way father and son were not shooting up together. Okay. Like, let's, let's be clear here. That's why he's so aggressive and so like he's screaming, "Hey, tits, tits!" Like, like, what's <laughs> wrong just, with like, him? The, the way that he talks to Kara to me is crazy. He's just like, yes! "You fucking stupid idiot, bitch!" I'm like, "That's your sister, dude!" Like, what's wrong with you right now? But I, I was like, I was saying before we started recording, one thing that I really identified with with this show early on, and I was reminded of in this rewatch, is the theme of sad daughters uh, yes. between Kara and Brianna. Kara openly talks about how her dad and mom both favor Shane over her, both of her brothers, and how yep. it was so important to Gina to carry on the tradition of having the Keo men play in Major League Baseball and how all of their effort, to your point, Princess, they sunk $700,000 into <laughs> Shane going to junior college and never getting like officially yeah. drafted above whatever the 10th round. Yeah. And, and you've got Kara over here and also Brianna to a certain extent that are going to college and doing all the right things. And they're the ones who are responsible and they're sounding boards for their moms. And, you know, their their reward is like, oh, here's a Beamer and I hope that's enough. <laughs> right. Like uh, Brianna went to nursing school, although I was watching an episode in season two today where she got a fucking pug puppy and on break from school and then like on the this is when they were like half a suit and she goes yeah i can't bring her with me apparently my landlord won't let me and they're all like what so we have another dog and i'm like brianna this is but again this is an 18 year old thing to do but still Mm -hmm. like so we have those when you think of um ashley um when you think of george's daughter oh yeah both of them like money can't buy you daddy's love (laughs) like just these lonely, sad daughters who are just joining the OC Angels and wearing sky tops yeah. and just, yes. you know, Tammy's trying daughters. to get by. Yeah. Tammy's but daughters. I- by the way, guys, the older daughter, the one that's with all the tattoos in season two and, and her boyfriend and has does the pits and everything. What I forgot and I've remembered on these rewatches is that she had like white supremacist tattoos. And she, like, oh god, she, she was very Huntington Beach, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yes, I oh, yes. yes. unfortunately, yes. I do, being from yes. LA. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's so like she, like, they don't talk about it on the show, but like a lot of stuff she says are like dog whistles, like her, mm. her, her boyfriend's dog pit bull breeding company is called Iron Cross. Like, it's and she gets that tattoo oh, on her, it's like, oh no, <laughs> like. This is only in hindsight. At the time, I was just like, I don't know what's going on with that girl. Her right. dad did buy a woman from Asia, and she's mad about it. So I guess that's... 
And also, a, this Ponzi scheme is like three seconds away from having like the SEC seize it or whatever. <laughs> but it, yeah. you bring up a great point, which is that the me- level of media literacy that we didn't have at that point mm-hmm. as we're watching and now rewatching these early seasons on and like noticing these details and like a better understanding what was really going on behind the scenes versus what is being shown to us. And we're in this case blatantly put out there. Yeah. Uh, it's very, it, it is very interesting to rewatch. And there's so much, I think in OC that they get away with and not just in the kids, like saying the F word and the R word and all sorts of things like that, but just like things that the producers would have never even thought about twice that would have gotten vetted so quickly in if OC were airing, you know, today. I mean, I think, yeah, the kids in general, first off, aren't even really characters anymore in most of these shows. Mm-hmm. They're just an afterthought uh, apart from like a, you know, memorable quote here and there. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, Fudge yeah. College. Yeah. Fudge I mean, yeah. College. Yeah. I mean, uh, we but- need less of those kids. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to see Brooks Marks or whatever. I don't oh, want to see him no. ever again. No, that no. fucking family that poses, I need 100% less of. <laughs> I can also do less of uh, Baby Gorgeous and Fresh yeah. Wolf. Like, they're not useful <laughs> to me. Unless... Lisa Barlow wants to pull a Vicky Gumbelson and show up at Fresh Wolf's dorm room and do keg stands. I am all oh here God. for it because that's like one of my all time favorite moments is when Vicky humiliates oh, yeah. Michael at college. And I think that I know that Brianna and Michael seem to like openly hate their mom, but I do think that they like, I don't know, begrudgingly respect her in, in some ways. And it honestly is. Michael's fault that we even have Vicky on our screens because yes. he's the one who signed her up in the first place because he's like my mom is insane she'd be great at this and for this mm-hmm. I will always be a huge fan of Michael not Gumbelson. I don't think he has I, her last name no he doesn't I <laughs> I just really feel like um th- he had like okay Vicky knew he wasn't gonna be excited to see her, right? She <laughs> fucking knew that. Did like, like when she starts crying and stuff, I'm like, but Vicky, like this, you didn't just meet Michael today. Like he's <laughs> not gonna be excited to see you. I just met him today, and I know he's not gonna be excited to see you. So like, why would you bring the cameras here and humiliate yourself? And him, why would you? Do- She's crying in the bathroom. We can't see her. Michael's like get yourself together and she's like <laughs> so fucking funny but you're right like vicky's willing to do that remember when they surprised shane in his game and he's like threatening to hurt them yeah shane got really this is why i think we can all agree that he was on roids because he gets more violent yes. the more screen time he gets and it's it is uh, upsetting even yeah, though and- I, would, I would also say what was also upsetting uh, in in a rewatch was he doesn't even go to his own graduation. His pit, no yes. one is home. <sighs> the amount that these kids are left all by themselves. Not to say that I also wasn't frequently left alone, but yeah, you know, I don't know. I, and I didn't have a nice pool to cry about it in or anything, but just that shot of him, like in the pool, I'm like, I don't care. Like fudge high school, like whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to go to the major leagues. There, like, and there's not a soul around because he's such a fucking flop at school. No one even thinks he's capable of graduating there is this level of like latch rich latchkey parenting in the oc franchise that you don't quite see in any of the other franchises at least to this extent like in contrast to the new york franchise where everyone has summer camp planned 
everybody mm-hmm. has like you know activities. school plans <laughs> activities like Jill Zarin's making sure yep. her daughter's going to France or or a weight loss camp or whatever it may be <laughs> over each summer like it's just so interesting to see for how involved all the other most of the parents are in the other franchises in their kids lives OC it's just latchkey parenting with a lot of money yeah I guys Shane is such a loser when he's fighting he's 20 years old physically fighting a 14 year old mm-hmm. like, he his car is in the shop so he needs to steal his little brother's golf cart and he's like throwing things at him to get the golf cart like dude he's I, I can't like he the truth is on this rewatch I'm like he's a loser from moment one I know a lot of people lost it after him but from moment one on the screen because I think the first episode is when he doesn't go to his graduation he's just like you know floating around um he gets hurt immediately after being drafted number three 36 by the way mm-hmm. <laughs> said I was drafted anywhere but I'm just saying that and then he gets hurt and so he doesn't get to play and he's just kind of like he's trying to fuck Joe he's trying to fuck Tammy like I'm just like I don't know I don't understand how he saw himself on this show and wasn't like I never want to be on TV ever again in my entire fucking life. Oh, I think he was like kind of embarrassed about it after the second season or after the season when he like injured himself into and he was trying to like fuck some housewives. I think he was pretty embarrassed because he kind of like disappeared for a little bit. And, you know, I famously have, apart from my husband, horrible taste in men. So I always thought he was very hot, but I didn't think he was like a good person or anything. Yeah. So after I did my Is Shane Still Hot in 2023 Instagram result and i'm sorry to report he is still very attractive i did my Uh is his little brother okay look and i was like okay he is also he seems normal and somewhat well adjusted because he also like kind of got like he also got uh i wouldn't even say he got like second child's favoritism like he was also like an afterthought not as much as kara but like you know he was like i also want to play baseball and i just there was there was an air and spare uh kind of mentality about it like when i really think about it that's an excellent way of putting it kara was so scrappy Mm -hmm. that like her being left out was very um it felt like she's like i'm not letting that get me down like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do this i'm gonna scam that i'm gonna make fun of the boys here and colton really felt set like when the dog died and they're talking about how colton had to wrap the dog up in a blanket and put it in the garage so the animals wouldn't get it i'm like where are your parents bro like this is not you're 14 i have a 12 year old who's about to be 13 and i cannot even imagine like so i had jury duty um on monday and i had to take the exception because they told me it was going to be a murder trial. It was going to go on for weeks and I might be sequestered. And I was like, I can't do that. Um, And it's not that my 12 year old can't watch the other kids for 30 minutes, maybe two hours tops is what I try, but I'm not going to make him put people to bed and give them dinner. He could do it, but it's not his job. And the way that they just kind of like left Colton and he like he's trying to give someone a peanut butter cookie and now Shane's screaming, calling him the F slur and hitting him. I'm like, and then, and then Gina's like, 
well, you can't throw things. Why would you do that? And he goes, you never do anything about it. I have to do something about it. I'm like, yeah, why are you not asking this grown fucking man to take his hands off your child? And he's just, you're just sitting there going, come on, guys. I I, I lapsed into Robin there for a second. But <laughs> that's what Gina's kind of like. <laughs> I was oh, also guys. thinking that Gina has a little bit of Robin energy. She's just kind of got a, huh. What are you doing? Oh boy! It's just like yeah. okay, like let's let's pep it up a little. Like this is serious. Let's have a let's have some bass in that voice. <laughs> Something. Yeah, like Kara has way more um, gumption than Gina does. There's a scene where she's this might be in season three though, but she's filming a scene. This is when she finally admits that her and Matt are like literally not together. They just live together. Mm-hmm. Um, she's filming a scene, and all of a sudden we hear screaming from another room and it's Matt telling her to shut up and they're making too much noise. And it's just like, this is the point where she's talking about her weight and stuff. And she's like trying to like get some new clothes. And he knows she's filming for a show that is probably paying this mortgage right now. And yet he comes out of the room to scream at them, shut up, get out. Like, and Gina's like, (laughs) you know how he is. And I'm like, yeah, Gina, like, yeah, I know how he is. He's a dick. I can see it, you know? Mm-hmm. I I think that there's an there's so much about Kara. Like, I hate to say that her parents only paying attention to Shane, I think, helped her in some ways. But I think it it honestly was the thing that gave her a chip on her shoulder to, like, not want the life of her mom and to yeah. not and to want to achieve something. And part of it, I hate to say, was probably psychologically feeling like she had to prove something to her parents and get their affection this way. Yep. But it got her out of that life. She's now married to, I was telling Margo, I looked this up. She's married to the boss, like the football, college football star's nephew. Oh. Uh, yes. Um, but Ryan Bosworth and uh, to his nephew. And, you know, they have kids and they just had their rainbow baby because they, yeah, they lost a kid. And I think a month later, Matt Keogh died. Like her her dad died uh, a month after she she gave birth. Uh, she lost a baby while giving birth to the baby. And oh, wow. uh, just like so horrible. But I think that she seems to be in a much better, at least I hope, uh, relationship than her mother ever was. And it seems like it comes from a place of genuinely liking each other and not because a guy and his mom picked her out of a lineup <laughs> because she had the hips to bear the next generation of baseball players. Well, that said, let's not give Kara too many flowers because we don't know where she was on January 6th. Oh, but- that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. She might have been shitting on Nancy Pelosi's floor. We don't know. It's we possible. don't know. We hope that because there was a, you know, she may or may not have been pregnant at that point. I don't know. But I really like, hope she was. We hope, we really hope that that's what it, it kept her home. Fingers Hopefully. crossed. That my narrative can continue. <laughs> she is one of the better daughters and the better stories. And she really, she's, she stood up to her dad. Her dad was calling her stupid. And she was like, I get straight. I have a 4.6 and I'll do what I want. Like, I was like, okay, damn, Kara, that's a scary man. He screams. And you're just like, yeah, man, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. give me some jello and some cool whip and stop yelling at me. <laughs> oh. I feel like this is a good because we have somewhat of a happy ending, barring the <laughs> barring if Kara Garrett Kara's whereabouts on January 6, 2021. <laughs> uh, 
she does have hopefully a happy ending where she has not decided to book a flight to Washington DC in January of 2021. Um, uh, She's I think to call that... the police on someone a few times oh, this year though. So let's just probably let's keep it a thousand percent. Probably let's keep it 10,000%. She has <laughs> absolutely done this at this point. Uh, and I would say, you know, kind of on an, on a final note, are there, any any memorable quotes we need to leave on this episode? I think, um, <laughs> I think you said it perfectly when you were like, are the police involved? <laughs> uh, Vicky's screeching, I don't want to get old. But yeah. also Tamara also screeching, that's my opinion, is oh my something that is the definition of me lives in my brain rent free. Like I always use it all the time. That all the yeah, time. I say it all the time. I, I say something that I really just pull out of my ass and then I just scream, that's my opinion. <laughs> and then sometimes I throw off my shoes and run away and say, you'll never see well you will because i don't have anywhere to go so we'll see but like yeah that, those are great quotes Ugh. on that goodbye note we hope to see you again prince i would love to come back i had a lovely yes. time this has been an absolute pleasure uh as we always ask our 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 guests on our, our pod i'd love to know if there's anything that you're working on that you want to plug um anything that we should be on the lookout for well you know i just you know, I do this stupid podcast like twice a week and I, it's called Buy Pumpkin, guys. I, right now I'm finishing up our series on Ayala Fix My Life. I'm going to talk about Hazel E. Maybe you don't know who that is, but she yells pop my butt a lot and Ayala <laughs> yells it back at her. It's real fun. And I, you know, I also have a Patreon. It's at patreon.com backslash buy pumpkin. And they do a lot of one-offs there. People sponsor episodes and a lot of true crime, a lot of like, let's just talk about this intervention episode this time. And, or sometimes I'm, do, I've been doing this thing where I just watch a movie and then tell the movie over to the audience based on what I saw. And I don't know if that's what actually happened, but it's what I thought I saw. And <laughs> um, I always have those most lovely time just sitting there giggling about some fucking lifetime movie I watched and why, <laughs> and why I think that uh Yasmin Bleef needs an Oscar. so like this is the type of shit you get from me so if that is like if you felt like you had fun listening to me yell non sequiturs here like this is that's my entire fucking podcast okay so come listen well, thank you so much, Princess, for joining us. It's been an absolute fucking pleasure. Thank you, Princess. Just- this has been a highlight of my year, especially so far. I, My husband and I always laugh. Uh, uh, we quote you saying, first, you need a casa to have a casita at each other. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot have a casita without a casa. <laughs> these are this is these are real facts, okay? These are things that need these are the order in which they need to happen. So yeah. this has been a pleasure, a delight, a laugh riot. She is so funny. Please listen to Buy Pumpkin. If you are into anything old millennials talk about, you will be into everything that Princess talks about. Thank you. Absolutely. Guys. I will be back. Have me back. Please. please. Yes, oh, thank we you. will. Absolutely. Well, thank you everyone for joining us once again for an episode of Old Millennials. If you like what you heard, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, really wherever you like to listen to podcasts. 
Additionally, we are on social media. You can find us at the Old Millennials Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, at the time of this recording, we are kind of figuring out our Patreon and subscription model, but we will be sure to let you know what is going on at that point. Um, and if you want to follow us individually on social media at Twitter, I am at Emily A. Beijin. I'm at Marge, she wrote. And until next time, we say bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.